Crunch time. Crunch time. You're listening to Crunch Time on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Crunch Time. Crunch Time. That's right. It is Crunch Time. And is there any better place to be than in Kansas City, Missouri? In Kansas City, Kansas. In the Kansas City metro area to be an NFL fan this week. I say no. This is the greatest place to be in the country, in the NFL, Kansas City. What a great, great uh, honor to be with you guys today as Frank Ball and I are going to talk to you a little bit about what an unbelievable game. Gosh, that Steeler game was just so much fun to watch. And, and uh, you know, for the Chiefs to be 2-0, and uh, both road games, both in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes, player of the week, two weeks in a row, Six TD passes to five different receivers. Andy Reid exposes the Steelers. Hey, you got to give Eric the enemy some credit also. Keith uh, Butler, their defensive coordinator, tried everything he could possibly try, every combination. Only three of their guys played 100% of the snaps. He was rotating in people left and right to try to stop the Chiefs. Could not do it. And by the way, Frank, there's a home game. And I heard that Johnny's is rocking on 119th. Gosh, I wish I was there. What a bunch of excitement and enthusiasm going on in Kansas City right now. Yeah, you're right, Timmy. It's going to be great. Sunday's going to be great. I'm going to ask you in a minute to think back to your the first time you played a regular season game at Arrowhead and what it was like coming out of that tunnel. I'll ask you that in a minute. But we are at Johnny's at 119th in Glenwood here in Overland Park. Just a great place, great people, great hosts. And they've got great specials for you tonight. They have $6 hamburger and cheeseburgers. $7 specialty burgers, and you can make any burger a double for just $2 more. $3 Bud and Bud Light bottles and $4 Tropical Burst Bombs, whatever they are. They have 40 flat screen televisions in here. You can watch tonight's Thursday night game if you want to stick around for the Browns and the Jets. That's up to you. And on Saturday, they have incredible specials. And on Sunday, uh, $12 pizzas and $5 apps all day long here at the 119th and Glenwood location. So come on out to Johnny's and, you know, get your Johnny's on out here. We're going to have some fun. J.C. Pearson will join me in the last half hour of this when uh, when Tim disappears for a while. And we also have an analytics guy on. Scott Miller is going to join us. He, he's into gambling, but he's in more into gambling analytics, which is a little different take on strictly point spreads or whatever. He's going to tell you how they put these things together and how they try to figure out, you know, what a team is going to do from week to week and, how much one team is better than the other. So we're going to have some fun. Before we get too far along, Tim, I just want to give you the quick update we do every week on the quarterbacks. We do Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes right now, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions, a 143.3 quarterback <laughs> rating, and he's 2-0. and Alex Smith, two touchdowns, no interceptions, a 100 point point one rating they are one and one and deshaun watson with houston three touchdowns two interceptions 84.5 rating he's 0 for two so i'd say right off the bat uh patrick mahomes is sort of um, swamping everybody not just those two guys but everybody in national football league and everybody in the nfl has their eyes on this kid yeah i know it's amazing if you turn on the national shows uh after last week's game that everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes as well. They should be the 
AFC Player of the Week now, the Offensive Player of the Week, two weeks in a row. I can't remember the last time a Kansas City Chief player did that, um, if they ever did. I mean, it's just amazing the way that this young man has, has come into his own. And, Frank, and one thing that we do have to realize is we have to give some credit also to Andy Reid. I thought he did a wonderful job against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their safety just could not be right last week. I almost felt, no, I didn't feel sorry for him, but if I was going to feel sorry for anybody, it would have been those two guys back there because whenever they made a decision whether to jump the flat, then he threw it to the seam. Whether to jump Kelsey, he threw it up the seam. He threw it down the sideline, and he zipped those balls into a spot where only the wide receivers could catch it. You know, when you throw the ball, you throw six touchdown passes to five different guys. I mean, that's just amazing to me. And, you know, you got Conley involved, you got Hunt involved, you got Kelsey involved twice. And, uh, you know, just, and of course, uh, Tyreek Hill caught a, a nice touchdown pass also to continue his streak. Really, really unbelievable uh, football right now by the Kansas City Chiefs. And they'll bring it home, which I think, I think well, I know everybody's excited about the Chiefs coming home. And, and you asked me a little bit right before you, you told about the great specials over at Johnny's, but what it's like to go into the stadium for the first time as a rookie or really as a, as a first-year player and play at Arrowhead Stadium. And, you know, you, you can never understand or, or, or you can never experience it until you do it. Um, it was just amazing to me. I played in a lot of great stadiums in college, played up in Michigan, played in Miami against the Miami Hurricanes down there. And um, But to go into the stadium at Arrowhead Stadium with 78, 80,000 people standing in red to see red, you know, the veteran guys told you to told us about it, but you just you had to experience it. And there's no other experience like it. And I expect that, that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be fired up. Yeah, I know he played. It was there last year to play a game in Arrowhead. But this will be his you know, kind of first time to, to get out there and, and be the starting quarterback at Arrowhead Stadium for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you don't have a ticket, you better go find one. I know our friends ticket for last have tickets available still, but you got to get out to that game because you're going to witness history. Patrick Mahomes in his first home game. You know, it's just a, a really, really great uh, atmosphere out there, and it's going to continue to be that way. And Frank, I know you've covered a lot of games out there, and, and you've been in, gosh, when we were in the 90s, I remember the Monday night game we played against Buffalo and how loud that was and how crazy it was. I expect this game to match that. I expect this game to be as loud and as exciting as any game since maybe back in the early 90s. Yeah, right. I think it's going to be incredible too, Tim. Uh, the big thing as well for me, you know, you think that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are on the same page all the time. And it was really funny this week because, you know, this kid's so smart and he has the offense in his brain, the whole thing. I want you to hear this exchange with uh, Kevin Keatsman. Kevin, of course, gets the exclusive one-on-one with him every week. And you can get so much more from that interview that you, than you get when they put him in front of the mass media because, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets to know Kevin. Kevin gets to know him. And listen to this exchange. He asked Patrick Mahomes about one of the touchdown passes, the one he threw to Travis, one of the ones he threw to Travis Kelsey. Just listen to this, Tim, for a minute. Yeah, I mean, just to start the playoff, I think I had called the play the wrong way in the huddle, uh, the formation. And so I had to kind of fix the guys at the line of scrimmage. Kelsey kind of alerted it, alerted it to me early so we fixed guys at the line of scrimmage and it, it, it when i did that it accidentally confused their defense because it changed the strength and everything <laughs> and so we got everybody in the right spot and then uh kelsey of course he, we he, we saw the coverage they rotated to cover two type coverage and uh he took the middle of the field 
and I knew if I just put it out there, he was going to have a chance to make a big play. And, uh, he, he, of course, he made a great catch and scored a touchdown on it. Okay, so how often does something go wrong? I mean, if you snap the ball 60 times a game or whatever, how, how often do you come out of the huddle or something is wrong and has to be readjusted? And how often are you just changing it right then and there based on what you see? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, on every single play, I mean, you, you try to be perfect. You try to make sure that you can get the coverage you want. But, I mean, of course, defenses are going to throw wrinkles out there, especially a defense like Pittsburgh who changes out coverages. And so we have alerts. We have we have kills on certain plays. And then, the same, then there's some times where I might, like I said, might make a mistake, but I try to limit those. And uh, as long as we can get in the right position before the snap of the ball, then you have a chance of having a great play. <laughs> so, so, Tim, he's, you know, sometimes comes out of the, uh, the huddle, he's not perfect. But once everything starts in motion, the kid is so calm, cool, and collective, he just gets it done. You know, it's refreshing, too, Frank, that you got a young man who will go out there and admit that he made some mistakes. You know, not a lot of quarterbacks will admit that. And believe me, I've played with some veteran guys that would call a play wrong in the huddle and everything would be discombobulated and we have to switch things around. And, and you think, you well, know, oh, boy, they're just, you know, rotating the, 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 the back and they're rotating the tight end. But really the formation was called wrong and the coach straightened it out and the quarterback had to straighten it out. You know, so what happens? It doesn't matter with Joe Montana or, or Dave Craig or, or Elvis Gerback or Rich Gannon. You know, guys make mistakes. And, but, you know, not a lot of times will they admit that they make those mistakes. But I guess if you make a mistake and you confuse the defense and you throw a touchdown, that it's easy to admit that you were you were wrong and made a mistake when something positive happened. But that's just the way things are going for Patrick Mahomes right now and, and really for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Chiefs have to straighten out a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. They've given up 66 first downs over the, the last two games. And, uh, I, I, boy, in, in well into the 800s in passing. And uh, uh, Garoppolo's coming in this week, and, and here's a guy that really hasn't lived up to the hype and is trying to – to do that at the expense of the Chiefs defense. But as we go in, you know, it's just it's amazing to watch what Andy Reid did last week because he just frustrated. And like we talk about the chess game that he plays. We talk about the moves that he makes in games and the game time adjustments that Andy makes. But it, it, it's such a, uh, just a, uh, an unbelievable thing to watch as he confused and, and destroyed the Steelers defense. And they just couldn't do anything right. You know, they, like I said, there was only three guys, uh, Sean Davis, Art. Uh, Artie uh, Burns and Vince Williams, who played 100% of the snaps. The rest of that's very unusual. Usually on the defensive side, you know, there's a little bit more rotation maybe the offensive side, but you probably have about seven or eight guys who play 100% of the snaps. In this game, only three guys did because they tried everything. Their nose tackles, one of their best players, only played 17 snaps in the game because they ran a bunch of nickel. They ran dime. They ran quarters. They did everything they possibly could do to try to confuse this kid. And I know you saw the quotes earlier this week that, you know, even a couple of their players said, hey, listen, we didn't realize this kid was that smart, that he was able to make the adjustments. Most rookie quarterbacks, when we give them one look and then do another thing, they get confused and they make mistakes and they turn the ball over. And he said, you know what, I was one of the players said how impressed they were with Patrick Mahomes. But once again, he's got veteran guys around him like, like Travis Kelsey who can help him out. He has unbelievable talent at the wide receiver position with Sammy Watkins, Hill, Conley, uh, you, you name it. Uh, and then and then Travis Kelsey, who might be the best tight end in the league. And let's not forget about Hunt, who I think this week's going to have a big game. I told you last week that Travis Kelsey was going to have a big game. He did. I think it's Kareem Hunt's uh, turn this way. So if you have a fantasy guy, you're a fantasy person, you have Hunt this week, I think he's going to have a big, big week because this team, the 49ers, are not going to let uh, Patrick Mahomes – 
throw the ball up and down the field. They're going to flood the zones. They're going to have eight guys stopping. They're, they're going to make sure that, that nobody gets over the top. So it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to pass the ball up the field. Now, this kid can do it because he's got an unbelievable arm and unbelievable confidence, but I think that the running game is going to be really important for the Chiefs this week. But Andy Reid will figure it out. He'll get something good done. Yeah, right. And the other thing is San Francisco has already said they're going to try to keep everything in front of them. They're not going to let the Chiefs try to, to beat them deep with Tyree Kill. So, But you can give up a lot of yards trying to keep him in front of you. I'm going to tell you that much. Because <laughs> now you're going to shoot all your under patterns, and it could be a nightmare for San Francisco. The, the most amazing thing to me, and I think the best part about Patrick Mahomes, he's calm, cool, and collective. And that really shows me the kid is super smart. They say he has a photographic mind. He seems extremely composed in the huddle for a rookie. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, they came out at, at the beginning of this week and said, we threw everything we could possibly throw at that kid. And as you said, uh, everybody said that the kid didn't get rattled. He knew everything that was coming. And having that photographic mind and seeing those defensive uh, alignments and seeing all those people and seeing the people in the uh, certain position that they're in, he knows exactly what's coming defensively, and that is extremely hard to defend against. Well, you know, this does a lot for, you know, once again, we've got to give Eric Bianami and, and Andy Reid and Kafka, this is his quarterback coach, some credit because obviously this kid has been watching film and, and, and he's been able to, you know, digest and understand what teams are trying to do against them. Now, listen, once again, there's going to be a hiccup eventually, you know, but with this kid, you know, you, you just don't see that affecting him. A lot of times you'll see young quarterbacks where they'll get hot and, you know, the kid from the Jets last, his first game, you know, he had a great game. And then he, last week he struggled a little bit. And you could tell that his, his, his whole mojo and the way that he was carrying himself on and off the field wasn't the same way it was in the first week. You know, I can see Patrick Mahomes having some issues, but having the confidence, like you said, and, and kind of wherewithal to, to weather the storm and to uh, be able to go to the next play, like Marty used to say all the time, hey, listen, you got to go to the next play because if you let the last play affect you, then it'll affect the next one and the next one, and then all of a sudden they'll start snowballing. So I think this kid has the ability to have a short memory and to go to the next play. And uh, if you have a quarterback like that who's a smart kid, strong arm, athletic, uh, you know, some of those throws, Frank, and, you know, I think we're, we're taking it for granted because they're not easy. He rolls out and he throws the balls almost with a scissors kick with no feet planted in the ground as he delivers the ball 35, 40 yards down the field spinning it perfectly to the wide receivers and tight ends and backs. I mean, it's just amazing to watch the way this kid can throw the ball. And once again, it, 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 he looked off guys, which, which I really, really think is, is hard to do as a young guy because you always kind of want to see where that, that main primary receiver's at so you see what the coverage is and see if you can get the ball to him. But he was looking safeties off and then bringing the ball to the seams. He was looking uh, the corners off and getting the ball over the top where the safeties weren't. It was just really a, a thing of art, a work of art to watch him play. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's, just, it, it's just amazing to me that a young guy like this can't do those kind of things and, 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 and make the, the kind of plays that he has so far. So I think we're pretty lucky in Kansas City to have a guy like Patrick Mahomes back there. All right, buddy, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, you got uh, Scott Miller coming on with you. He is a betting analytics guy. He's going to break some things down for us. That's coming up next on Crunch time. Kansas City's hometown sports station. Sports Radio 810 WHB. 
All right, welcome back to Crunch Time. This is Tim Grunhardt along with Frank Ball. And J.C. Pearson will be joining here in a couple minutes. But uh, we're lucky enough to have a guy that uh, grew up right here in Kansas City with the Rockers, went on to the University of Iowa, uh, worked his way up in the rankings over at ESPN, and did a lot of great things with golf and NFL and breaking down scouting and breaking down the draft for, for all the big wigs over there at ESPN. And now he's with the Action Network. Let's uh, bring on Scotty Miller. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Thanks, Tim. Thanks for the intro. I can tell you've been talking to my dad a little too much uh, based on that uh, overly effusive intro. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, uh, we would love to have you on every once in a while because I think what you do and what the the Action Network does, it's just really, really cool. It's, it's not really – I mean, yeah, you got the, the betting lines and you have – the favorites and, you know, some of the tips, some of the things you want to look for. But the analytics of football and breaking it down and looking at it from really from the inside out is what I think separates you guys. And, and you have some fun facts that, that, that kind of came to be in the Chiefs game that you were going to share with us because, you know, I didn't look back and see what, what you kind of broke down and what you said the Chiefs game, but you said there were some really interesting things that popped up in the Chiefs game that you guys talked about last week. Yeah, this this upcoming game is probably the most interesting game from a betting perspective that the Chiefs have against the San Francisco 49ers. Just from uh, the, the starting point with the over-under, the over-under is 55-and-a-half, which for those of you not familiar with betting, that is a massive, massive number. It's the biggest number so far this season. It's obviously the biggest number this week. And what that is essentially telling you is that bookmakers do not know what to do with this team, uh, this team being the Chiefs. They're making the number absolutely as high as they can, trying to get any action whatsoever on the under. And if you've watched the first couple of games with the Chiefs, they haven't given you a whole lot of reason to think that they will slow down on offense. And what we're seeing is some smart money coming in on the under, but pretty much everyone else is is banking on another high-scoring performance. So that, that – that discussion the bookmakers are having sort of with themselves trying to figure out how to, how to handicap this game is, is uh, super, super interesting and something that just isn't going to go away this season with this Chiefs offense. You know, uh, that's interesting. When you break down the Chiefs offense and when you take a look at the analytics and just the different tendencies and trends that the, the, the Chiefs offense has, and then I guess conversely breaking down the defense and some of the, some of the tendencies and some of the issues that they have, um, what kind of pops out? What 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 is what are the what are the kind of the points or what are the kind of the, the little trends that are popping out uh, for you guys over the action network and for the people out in Vegas? An interesting trend, uh, just broadly about Andy Reid teams, and like this very very much surprised me. I actually looked looked this up right before we uh, came on the air. Is Andy Reid teams on offense play much much better on the road? which is not what I was expecting to find based on sort of how you think the Chiefs perform at home. They are an elite team on the road, and they have been a, a league average team since Andy Reid came to town, just in terms of offense and points per game and quarterback performance um, at home. And, and I think that is another reason if, you, you know, if you're looking to bet this game that the under is probably where, where the most of, most of the value is going to be. But big picture with, with this offense, just from a pure football standpoint, it they, they can beat you in so many ways. I think, to me, the, the line, uh, the offensive line, to me, seems uh, a, a lot in, improved this season. 
and uh, you know the maturation of Tyreek Hill, and you know Kelsey gets pretty much blanked in Week One, and you wouldn't have known it uh, at all. And Mahomes is just a, it's, it's a totally different thing from anything we've seen in Kansas City in in a long, long time. And and I think that's why you're seeing the public get behind this team uh, from a betting perspective so much. I haven't seen a Chiefs quarterback get as much hype as we're seeing right now. Mahomes is one of the MVP favorites after two weeks. It's it's really, really a phenomenon, and that's being reflected in a lot of different ways. You know, Scotty, one of the things that, that I know you did before when you were working for ESPN is that you did a lot of draft work. And I don't know if you were involved with the draft that Patrick Holmes uh, went to Kansas City. Maybe you were already with the Action Network, but um, when you broke down Patrick Mahomes when he was coming out of college, what were some of the things that you saw that, that kind of told you that, yeah, this guy could be special? Oh, the, the raw talent is was never in doubt. Uh, the, the biggest questions with Patrick coming out were we had never really seen, and I think still we've never really seen, someone come from that air raid offense and have a, you know, a sustainable level of elite success in the NFL. So that's still TBD. And, you know, Patrick would make these just absolutely jaw-dropping plays, very similar to that crazy 65, 70-yard pass in the air he threw in the preseason uh, that that was sort of all the rage. He would make those routinely. And he would also make just really, really boneheaded plays as well. I I think what what you've seen in the first two weeks is obviously – more of the splash plays and, and far, far fewer of the of the mistakes, which is great if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, I, I would say there's going to be some volatility coming. There is, There are going to be growing pains. Um, the Chiefs did the smartest thing in the world by sitting him, giving him some time, letting him learn, not pressing him in. Um, he did get one start last year, which I think was beneficial for him coming into this season. Um, but – that's very rare for a first-round pick, and the patience they showed with him, I think they're, they're seeing the, the dividends because he, he was a really, really raw prospect, but very smart, great intangibles, um, great family background, and, and all that is sort of being reflected both in his work ethic off the field from everything you hear and, and uh, what you're starting to see on the field as well. So just to kind of give us a, just kind of a rundown of, of obviously we're talking a little bit about the under or the over at 55. That is a huge number. I did not realize it was that high. And I, I think the game, is it a seven, seven and a half now? Is that what the, what the, what the odds makers are saying as far as the spread? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right around a touchdown uh, for, for the game, which, you know, I, we have it on the Action Network app, uh, which you can get it. Uh, myaction.app if you're interested in this sort of this sort of thing. Um, the, the spread on the game is six and a half right now, which ticked down a, a little bit um, from, or sorry, ticked up a little bit from where it opened at five and a half. Um, and, and yeah, the over under is, is 55 and a half, which is just an astronomical number. It's seven and a half points higher from what the Chiefs over under was in, in week one, which is a huge adjustment. Yeah, so one of the things that, that we need to really kind of talk about is, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, here's a guy that is the most expensive quarterback in the league right now per cap number and really hasn't lived up to it in the first two weeks. You know, he had a nice season last year at the end of the year. I believe he only had like seven or eight touchdown passes, and that run that he had 
Uh, what what's the feeling in, in, in the Action Network about Jimmy Garoppolo and that 49er offense? It really is underachieved. Yeah, it's it's they're interesting. They've sputtered a little bit more out of the gate, and, and Jimmy specifically has been than I was definitely anticipating, and he's been a little bit uh, less consistent with his accuracy um, than than he certainly showed last year. I, I'm not reading too much into it. Um, I think we still saw a decent amount of talent there. Definitely not enough talent to warrant, in my opinion, being the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL or one of them. Uh, you know, when he got that contract, he, he certainly was at the time. Um, but, yeah, they, they've been inconsistent. They also lost their starting running back before the season um, and, and Jarek McKinnon. So I would not be surprised to see them have a, a pretty good day against what has been a, a – you know, I'm not breaking any news here, but a pretty lackluster Chiefs defense, um, uh, even playing on the road. All right, so talk to us a little bit about how people can kind of get involved with the Action Network. And you guys are fairly new. You guys have been up and running now for for, a, for about a year or two. And talk to us a little bit about you. You have a mobile app offering. You can go. You can go online. So talk to us about if somebody is looking for some inside information, some analytics, some different breakdowns on. Yeah, you know, I know you guys even have a fantasy lab where you can look up some different fantasy guys for people who are fantasy football. Talk to us a little bit about what you guys have and how we can get it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the opportunity opportunity to do that. Um, ActionNetwork.com is our website. Uh, the shortest way to explain it is we cover pretty much all things betting and fantasy sports on the Action Network. Um, we'll cover analysis, news. We have a lot of proprietary data. Think of us as sort of like the Bloomberg terminal for sports betting. Um, a ton of data, a ton of smart analysts uh, that can help make you a better better and a, and a better fantasy player. And we also have a, a super uh, cool and, and lightweight uh, app. It's called the Action Network app. You can find it in the App Store. Um, you can, you know, if you are into betting, you can track your bets in there. If you just like, if you're like my dad and you like knowing what the spread is on a game. Um, when you're watching it, you can find that sort of basic information in, in there as well, in addition to, um, you know, little tidbits like 66% of the people are betting on Kansas City this weekend. Just fun facts. If you're, if you're into this sort of thing, you can, uh, you can find a lot of that in the Action Network app, and you can find that at myaction.app. Uh, All right, Scotty. Well, hey, man, hopefully we can have you on again uh, towards the middle of the year here and see uh, how the trends are holding up after the first couple of weeks and then into the season. But uh, great job. Rockhurst, the, the Hawklets are proud of you. I know that you're in New York now living living in Manhattan and being the big shooter that you are, but I'm uh, glad that you remember us back here at Kansas City. Thanks, Timmy. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Hey, Frankie, so um, some interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, I, I was just browsing through it today and just looking at some of the analytics. I I don't know much about betting, but I'd like to see where the money's at. I'd like to see where the money's going. I'd like to see what, you know, there's some articles. There's a great article um, uh, at the website right now about the Browns and the Jets and how, you know, the money's on the Browns uh, coming in and why the money's on the Browns. They have different um, articles and, you know, different experts that break the games down and give you a different perspective. I think it's kind of cool that, uh, that you can go in there and check that stuff out. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it sounds great. The over-under is 55 points. Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the Chiefs might score 55 themselves. I'm not sure, but I like <laughs> I like the over in that game. 
Okay, before we let you go and we get JC in here for the next couple of segments for the last half hour, give me a breakdown. What do you think is going to happen Sunday? Well, I, I don't think I, I I don't think the Chiefs are going to score as much as, as you think they're going to score. I, I mean, I, I think 35 points is kind of where they're going to be, and you know that's, that's for us that would be awesome as the season started. So I like the Chiefs in this game. I, I think 35-14. Uh, 35-21 at, at, at the at the closest uh, uh, part of it. I think the Chiefs just have too much. Uh, I do think that uh, Kareem Hunt's going to have a big day. I think this is going to be his day. Uh, like you said, I think they're going to play cover two loose. They're going to have their safety play back, making sure they don't get burnt deep. They'll probably have six guys in the box, sometimes five guys in the box, and that just means that Kareem Hunt will have a great opportunity to run the ball. And, you know, listen, if they're running the ball, obviously you're not going to score as fast. So, uh, I think they'll score. They'll score often. They'll score 35. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be uh, one of those games where the defense is going to have to step up and, you know, stop, and you'll have J.C. on. And I know J.C.'s there. But, um, you know, so one of the things they got to stop doing is, you know, the holding and the pass interferences and, you know, and get their feet in the right position. We talked about last week. You, you, you cover people with your feet, not your hands. And that seems to be what they're doing right now. And it, it, it really cost them two turnovers. One was a touchdown last week. So, they got to straighten that stuff out, but uh, I'll let you guys uh, take it from here. Uh, next week uh, we'll be doing the same thing, but after that we'll be back in. Uh, but uh, JC, I, I, is JC there right now? Yeah, he's here right now. All right, uh, I'll, hang I'm on gonna, one second. I'll, His mic's not on. Yeah. Right. Tell, I'm here, buddy. He's on now. Hey, we got him. I'm here, buddy. Question, man. Hey, buddy, how are you? Thanks for thanks for going in there and, and doing it with Frank today. Hey, talk to us a little bit about these defensive backs, and you know, listen, I know that. Um, that's a hard, hard position, as you very well know, to play. Uh, you got to have a short memory, but it seems to me that there's a little bit more holding, a little bit more pass interference. Is that a, a trend in the league? Is that because of the officials, or is that something that they're doing fundamentally wrong in the defensive backfield? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, Tim. I think, number one, yes, in the league, there, it's kind of a trend where they're calling more of the holding and the pass interference calls down, but that's been – uh, down the field, but that's been the last couple years. I think the problem now is we're so used to having great secondary guys here in Kansas City from way, way back, um, all the way up until last year. You know, and and with the Marcus Peters now, obviously, obviously he's not here anymore. Uh, but now we've got guys that aren't as great cover guys, but we're still trying to play a lot of man-to-man coverage in the back end. So you're going to get some more uh, holdings. You're going to get some more pass interference calls. I think they've got to help those guys a little bit and maybe not put those guys in that situation so much uh, in playing man-to-man because they're not really pure man-to-man cover corners, and uh, I think that'll help them some. All right, well, you guys got a lot of good stuff to talk about, Frank. I'll let you take it home. Kansas City, All right, pal. I'm jealous. I will not be at the game this week. I'll be watching it on my, my uh, Sunday ticket, but uh, let's go Chiefs. All right, thanks, Tim. All right, buddy, we'll take a quick break. We come back. J.C. Pearson going to break it down. I'm going to ask him about Patrick Mahomes. Then I'm going to ask him what kind of defense would he try to run against Patrick Mahomes. That's all coming up next on Crunch Time. The most powerful sports station in America has a home in Kansas City. This is Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, welcome back to Crunch Time. Frank Bowl joined by J.C. Pearson. She's former defensive back. Uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City Chiefs. We are at Johnny's 
They have some tremendous specials going on here tonight. Uh, $6 hamburger and cheeseburgers, $5 specialty burgers. They'll add a double burger for $2 more, $3 Bud and Bud Light bottles and $4 Tropical Burst Bombs. If you want to watch the Thursday night game, the Jets and the Browns, they've got 40 flat screen TVs in here for you, so it should be a lot of fun. But, Jason, hey, thanks for coming down and joining me and subbing in for Mr. Retiree. Tim Grunhardt, but uh, you know how that goes, buddy. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, man. You got a great crowd here, and you know I don't know if I can feel Grunny's shoes, but uh, uh, don't you worry, know. you're just fine, pal. <laughs> you're just fine. Let's talk a little bit about. It. I know Kevin every day asks uh, the question, "What are your thoughts on on, on Patrick Mahomes?" And right. What do you think about this kid and the phenomenon he's just taken off here? Man, the kid is impressive. Really is. Just to be that young. And just so mature, I mean, so cool, so calm, collected. I mean, his arm is just phenomenal, as we all know. But just the throws, not not only the arm strength, but the placement, the timing. And, you know, in the NFL, everybody can throw the ball. But it's about do you know where to throw it and when to throw it. And the kid has done a phenomenal job with it, man, just thoroughly impressed. And I'll be the first to say that coming into the season, I was a little skeptical. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought, you know, he's going to – it's going to be an up-and-down thing right now. It's been all up. Now, of course, you can't continue at that pace every game, but, I mean, the way that it started, fantastic. Yeah, you know, and I, I'll go back and now fall on my own sword here. Uh, when they went up, when they went up so high, I thought, oh, they're going to take Deshaun Watson. You right, know, there was right. Like, uh, yeah. And then when they picked Patrick Mahomes, I went, you the kid from Texas Tech? Right. What, they're taking and, that guy? And, and, and all the way up until now, people were still saying, oh, maybe they, they should have taken Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right. But after two weeks, I nobody know. wants Deshaun Watson, yeah. right? And, and Watson played last year. Of course, he got hurt, but he was tearing up the leg. Deal yeah. was he was throwing a lot of touchdowns. He was also throwing a lot of interceptions right, at the same right. time. And uh, the, uh, the way Patrick Mahomes has come through, it's been just phenomenal uh, for me for a kid. The best thing that happened to him, and I heard somebody talk this week about Gee, maybe we should have started him last year. I think the best thing that happened to this kid was because he made a lot of dumb plays at Texas Tech. Right. I mean, yep. He wasn't as well coached. Right. And he had to get rid of that, find out what it was in the NFL. And being with Alex Smith and Andy Reid and sitting a year and learning this game was invaluable to this Absolutely. Kid. Being able to see it, learn, ask questions, and not feel that pressure of, ha- of being a rookie and being thrown in there helped his development tremendously. And now everybody uh, is benefiting from that, and obviously you see what he's able to do. Yeah, I know. I, I just you just can't say enough about him. What has been the most impressive thing from your standpoint about this kid? Well, I think just uh, his ability just to to grasp the entire system. And, and it, you know, normally when you're a young guy, I don't care what position you play. When you're a young guy, it looks like there's. 15 guys on the other side everything's moving so fast right you're like you know these guys were it's like they're playing with 15 guys but for him it looks like the game has slowed down already he's seeing where guys are you heard the pittsburgh uh defenders say that you know he identified he took his time at the line of scrimmage identified the coverages where guys were and normally with a young guy everything is running through his mind they're just trying to get the play called right and here he is getting the play called right most of the time, right? Yeah, sure. But he's still calm <laughs> enough to look at the defense, understand where he's got to go with the ball, and and do that and not make the mistakes. Um, so, I mean, the, the kid right now is, is studying. 
you know, he's cool, he's calm, he's collected. I don't think he gets enough credit for being as smart as he is. Everybody right, talks exactly. about his arm. His arm, there's more to it than that, and he's putting the time in. Yeah, right. You could see a guy, I mean, I think he's a smarter player than Brett Favre was. Right, okay, absolutely. Favre was just sort of, his I did, guy I, just sort of. I did many of those about games. boneheaded plays, right. you know. That yeah, I he mean, would just throw that ball. But this anywhere. kid, this kid has, he really does have everything. He's got the yeah. brain. He's got the physical capability of yep. he's done. He's been just fine. And we haven't even seen everything that he can do yet. I mean, it's it's only going to get better. I mean, we've seen him move around a little bit with his feet. He can do a lot more of that. Uh, he's got so many weapons too. So you know what he he's not trying to do too much yet. Just stay within the system. Get the ball to the guys where the, the wherever the wherever the coverage dictates you go with the ball. That's what you do. And he's been able to read the coverages get the ball to the right guy at the right time, and stay out of trouble and not try to do too much. I mean, this kid has 10 touchdowns and no interceptions. Amazing. Not, Crazy. See, right? I haven't even seen I haven't even seen anybody get their hand on one to tip it away. Right. I, it's been just Crazy. unbelievable. Crazy. You know, normally when you throw the ball as much as, especially as a young guy, you know, he'll he'll throw a couple to the defense and maybe they'll drop him. Or, he hadn't even done that. I mean, he's thrown it to the right person <laughs> all the time, it seems like, made the right decisions. And this offense is scary. I mean, they haven't even really started to run the ball the way that we could. Right. Then what do you do? I mean, it's crazy. Oh, so if you're on, if he, he's only going to get better. Right. And we're going to talk about that next. I'll make you a defense coordinator. Yeah. Uh, next segment, we'll talk a little bit about what you would try to do. Mm-hmm. I know Pittsburgh tried everything. Right. They played that, that uh, you know, the, the zone blitz, the two deep covers, and, and they – Everything they threw at him, that kid just picked up. Yep. And we'll talk a little bit about the offensive line, too, because they really, they've really done Absolutely. a nice job picking it up and keeping that kid, kid giving him a clean uniform. We'll take a quick break here. We come back. J.C. Pierce and I will break down a little bit more of the San Francisco game, find out what he would do if he was a defense coordinator to try to confuse Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to Crunch Time from Johnny's at 119th and Glenwood. Come join us. They are great specials, great TVs. The NFL game, eh. Some bronze and the Jets, but it's an NFL <laughs> game. You can also watch some college football, too. But uh, come on down, and they've got great specials for you here tonight. Kansas City's hometown sports station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back uh, to Crunch Time, folks. Frank Bowl along with J.C. Pearson is filling in now for Tim Grunhard. We're at Johnny's 119th and $6 hamburger and cheeseburger, $7 more. $3 Bud and Bud Light bottles and $4 Tropical Burst Bombs. They have 40 flat-screen TVs in here. Watch your favorite college or NFL teams. And on Saturday and Sunday, they have $12 pizzas and $5 apps all day long here at the 119th location. Don't forget, there are nine other Johnnies all the way from Lawrence to Blue Springs and Lee Summit, folks, and everywhere in between. J.C., we talked about Patrick Mahomes now, all of a sudden, you're a San Francisco 49er. You're a defensive back. You're coming wow. in here. you got to face this kid. Yeah. you got Tyree Kill, the fastest kind of league. Travis Kelsey, everybody says he's the best tight end. Yeah. Yet, all of a sudden, you add Sammy Watkins right. to the mix. Not only is he good speed, but the guy runs like, what do you, you know, do? What Anthony are you drawing Thomas. up in the defensive room? You know, what do you think somebody like a Gunther or a Marty would have this kid? you got to change your whole train of thought because normally – when you have a young quarterback, what do you think? We got to pressure him. Got to hit the quarterback. Got to get out. But you got too many weapons. You don't have teams don't have that many great cover guys to cover all these guys. So what I think teams are going to have to start doing is kind of 
kind of a bend but don't break type of defense and hope that the offense gets a holding penalty, gets a false start, kind of gets behind the chains on their own, um, and just don't give up the big play. And I think you're going to start seeing that. you got to try to get after them every now and then, but you got to pick your poison. If you come after them, you're going to have to either void a zone or you're going to have to play man-to-man. You don't have enough guys. There's not a, a team around um, that is going to be able to match up guy for guy with this offense. So you've got to try to be uh, creative. You've got to try to make sure you don't give up the big play, the Tyreek Hill over the right. top, the Kelsey down the middle. Those, But then if you start thinking too much pass, well, not, like you said, here comes the number one running back in the league right. at you. So I think who since, hasn't really been utilized not yet. this first two weeks. Right. Everybody says he's playing better this year because now he's picking up blitzes. He's doing other things. Right. He's running patterns. He's doing that better than he but, has been. But they haven't, been, haven't had to give him the ball yet. Right. So I think teams are going to have to start playing a little more blanket coverage and, and playing, hoping that teams that they mess up themselves. So you can't give up the big play. Make them drive eight, nine, ten plays consistently to score. Um, and if they're going to do that, which I think they are good enough to do that, but that's what teams are going to have to do because if they do anything else, you're going to give up a big play. Yeah, right. San Francisco already said they're going to move their safeties back and keep trying to keep everything yeah. in front of them. Do you rush three or four? Well, yeah, I think you have to you have to try to mix it up. And, and you got to try to give him the same look every time. Regardless of what coverage you're playing, what blitz you're bringing or not bringing, you have to line up the same so that he has no pre-snap read and then you rush three, or you rush four, like you said, and then you try to confuse them. Just make them think for another half second or something, and hopefully somebody can get there. But, again, it's a, it's a, it's a tough deal trying to stop this offense. Okay. We'll make you a Kansas City Chiefs defender again, okay? And, right. Uh, they're, they're struggling. Yes. Obviously, they've been struggling right. since last year. Same old deal. Uh, I think they have the offense to cope with it. Um, if you were the defense, if you were Bob Sutton now, you see what you have a quarterback and on, and on the offense, do you, do you take a lot more chances and be a lot more aggressive and just think, hey, let's go all out, let's try to do this? Because when they did that against Pittsburgh in the second half, they figured this kid's on a roll. Yeah, We're going to score some points here. Pittsburgh can't stop him. We're going to take some more chances on defense to see if we can you know, get the ball back or at least try to put some kind of rush there. Yeah, you know, again, with what they have right now, I think you got to pick your poison also. you got to – I think they've got to be more of a zone team now. I don't think they have the defensive backs that really match up and play a lot of great man-to-man coverage. That's why we see guys getting beaten. We see penalties, The like we talked about with Timmy, the holding, the pass interference. Those are the things that you want to avoid because they hurt you um, so I think they have to pick their poison too. I don't think that we can be the man-to-man team that we used to be. Yeah, right. That, that's no not, Marcus Peters that, right. anymore. That's not they what we're going to see. Have, right now, when when them. Eric comes back, hopefully he's come back and he's healthy. Hopefully he'll be able to make a difference back there. But right now, I think what we've got to do is not give up anything easy. Try to make teams like San Francisco, uh, you know, make them go eight, nine, ten yards. Especially at Arrowhead. Especially when it's loud and everything. Um, but we can match up with them. So now we can do other things. We can get after the quarterback. We can get Justin and D off the ball and get after Garoppolo. So I, I don't think they have to take a lot of chances. I think what they have to do is just not give up fast, easy touchdowns and make it a shootout. We know our offense is going to score. And then the other thing is once our offense gets up 7, 14 points, well, now now you can play coverage yeah, because right. now they've got to get back in the game. And I think that's why Ben had to throw the ball 60 times because they were down so much. 
they can't just hand the ball off and run. They got to try to get back in the game. So that that plays into helping the defense, I think. It's amazing. I think they said he dropped back actually seventy times. Yeah. In the game, even though he ended up throwing right sixty, but he ended up dropping back seventy. I mean, the Steelers in a, in a team, game. There's right? one of those punch in the mouth that they yes. had had Le'Veon Bell, which they didn't. But you know, they you know James Conner is not yes. Le'Veon Bell, and it, it's it's unbelievable. And that's the other thing too you have to think about is. They played San Diego, good mm-hmm. offensive team, and Pittsburgh, good offensive right, team. Right. Now they go up against San Francisco, not such a good not, offensive no, team. Right. They should have better luck. Against they them. should. And uh, and again, if the offense can start fast and get up seven, ten, fourteen points, yeah. it makes the opponent have to change their thought pattern offensively. Like, oh, boy, now we've got to keep up. So now we got to start throwing the ball. We can't just hand the ball off and run because they're going to get back in and score again. So you know, if our if our offense can play the way they've been playing, it's going to really help the defense. All right. Just to your thought, I know they tell us Eric Bear is getting better at he's going to play. Do you think he's going to play at all? You know I what? I come back from two Achilles to, and, and cancer and, and all. I had the same thing. I tore my Achilles. Yes. And it took me till the ninth game of the next year to come back and, and play, and I still didn't feel 100%. Um, I think at some point he's going to come back and play. Whether he's 100%, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Because with that tendon – you just, it takes time. It's not like a muscle where you can strengthen it. It's a tendon. It's going to it's gonna heal on its own time. Yeah, he's, he's still a leadership guy. He's in the, you know, he's on the sidelines right. there, which is great. But I just don't really think he, even um, if he plays, I don't think he's going to be that. Not, the, be, not the same guy. No, not not right same. now. Yeah. All right. That's too bad for him. We love Eric Perry. That's for sure. Okay. JC, thanks, buddy. Hey, man. Forget, you got a prediction? Uh, Come absolutely. on. Absolutely. Chiefs win by a lot. I know Timmy yeah, said he, he thought easy. they were going to be in the Chiefs, 30s. I think Chiefs they're going to be in the 40s. Chiefs win by a lot, folks. That's perfect. Okay. Thanks a lot. We want to thank Johnny for being a great host as always. Uh, they got the they got the burgers going on tonight for six bucks. They got uh, you know Bud Light and Bud Light bottles for three. Come on down. They got forty flat screen TVs to watch the Jets and the Cleveland Browns about ready to tip it off. And both of us believe that uh, it'll be Cleveland tonight. So thanks, folks, and we'll see you next week again on Crunch Time.